Hi, my name is Eddie Wilson, the founder and owner of Think Realty, the world's largest real estate investment media platform. Also, I own the American Association of Private Lenders, the world's largest aggregation of private lending capital. Each and every week, my life comes in contact with some incredible people. I want to take you on a journey as you get to see behind the scenes and learn more about them. From billionaires to politicians to media moguls and more. I'm going to take you with me behind the scenes for Titan Talk. Get ready for Titan Talk. Titan is one who has the ability to visualize what others do not see, the tenacity to create opportunity where others have failed, and the resolve to build empires where once there was merely empty space. Glenn Stromberg is such a person. In the investing world, mobile homes and manufactured housing have a stigma as the insignificant and secondary asset class. Many look over such a resource, but he is not. With over 30 years in the industry, and thousands of transactions. He has built an empire and become a titan. It's, it's hard to find in today's world someone, that, someone that's authentic and trustworthy and actually does what they say they're going to do. He cares about his company, he cares about his employees, but he also cares about our tenants. He cares about our tenants, he cares about our investors. He's a quick thinker. Honest. He's a visionary. He just really believes in the people that are in their positions that they're in. Never met a more personable person. It's just amazing. It's amazing to work for a company like that. All right. Well, like I said, I've been looking forward to this. Me too. I'm really excited yeah. for the interview. Me too. Glenn, you uh, have a big portfolio yourself. Um, you've literally done millions and millions, tens of millions of deals in mobile homes. Um, and it's, you're also providing this as a service to investors. And a lot of investors, my friends and colleagues come to you um, for that purpose because it, of the potential return on investment. Mm-hmm. Um, talk to me about that process, you know, when a, a an investor comes to you, I mean, you know, how do you treat them? What is that like? What's that experience? Yeah, what we want to do is we want to make sure they are 100% comfortable. The beauty, the beauty of what we do is we truly do create a win-win. Mm-hmm. We create a win-win. Um, our price point is so much less than a single family house. Investors like that. Our cash flows are better for the most part. Than a, than a single family house, so the returns are better. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's a it's a very it's a very simple process. I, I always want people if they're not 100% comfortable, I don't want them to do it. Mm-hmm. Right? You just don't want them to do it. But sure. uh, most 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 investors that look into what we do, they want to do it. So and you know, investors typically buy one two more lots i mean we have investors all over the board we all over the board we we have it we have, we have several investors done 15 to 20 with us we have uh, another group of investors that done 5 to 10 with us we've got you know um, you know and, and really what they're doing they're paying cash they're paying cash for the houses it's a free and clear asset they're doing it the the, the cash on cash returns are just phenomenal they're just phenomenal on our product and 
what's, what's really been, and, and this is something I always tell our team. I always tell our team, we only have two metrics we gotta worry about. Number one is exceeding expectations for tenants and exceeding expectation for investors. If we do that, we don't have to worry about us. We're good, right? Sure. There's only two things you gotta do to do business with us. You've, you've gotta be able to do two things that we can't do business with you. You gotta be able to wire the money to the title company, and you gotta be able to look at your statement every month to make sure your money hit. Outside of that, we do everything for you. Hmm. We're gonna buy the house, we're gonna fix it up like new, do all the contractors, do all the brain, all the stuff. The other thing I think that we do that's unique too is that we property manage dollar for dollar. We don't mark up anything. Mm-hmm. And that's part of our that's part of our package because we want we, we want investors to do multiple deals with us. A lot of property management companies, you know, and I understand they want to make money, right? Sure. So there's releasing fees. There's they mark up materials. They mark up. We don't do any of that. It's dollar for dollar, just what we do, because we want to provide that service, and because that's the key to turnkey investments, mm-hmm. right? We want we want them to have no brain damage, no nothing, get good checks, be happy, and go do what they do. So, so take me back to how you got started in mobile homes. You know, so. You know, I know you were involved with Clayton Homes early on, yeah. but kind of tell me that story. Yeah, I, honestly, okay, so yeah, the, the, make, make a long story short, I graduated college, got a job with ITT, Corporate America, and I looked up and I wasn't really making any money. And I, I, <laughs> I had a fancy title and everything else, and I go, and I, I, knew, I, knew, I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur and I wasn't a corporate guy, I knew that. And so I, I, I got a job with a, uh, they were called A1, A1, they were the biggest in Texas at the time, and so I worked there two years and then, I, I was promoted to sales manager and the general manager, and him and I, we decided we can do this for ourselves, and we, op- we opened up our own dealership, uh, and then we actually grew to 13, 13 locations. I eventually sold out to him. Uh, I had a no-compete clause for about two years, and then two years later, I got the Clayton Homes franchise, which I had the Clayton Homes franchise for 15 years, and that's the company Warren Buffett bought, which obviously, uh, says a lot a lot about mobile homes and cuz he he doesn't buy nothing unless it's uh, unless it's really 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 sure. really good stuff and he always talks about affordable housing too so then i saw a trend and the trend was where you know all the dealerships that i had people would would come it's like car dealership right you'd come pick out a mobile home take it to a mobile home park or their land whatever and so when a home leaves a factory, it, it's, ti- it's, it's a personal property home, it has a title on it. Similar and to like a, a vehicle. Same car. thing as a vehicle, okay? okay? And then when you move it to land, you can make it real property. It's just a title company function to make it real property. You know, talk to me about mobile homes. I mean, it's, it's funny because I've, I've met a lot of men that, uh, a lot of people in general that have invested in mobile homes, that have investment strategies around mobile homes. Um, and in the investment community, it's not the most enticing uh, uh, asset class. You, you really changed my mind about that, walking through some of the properties yesterday and you know, talking with you over the years. Um, talk to me about that, you know, because w- how did you all of a sudden see this diamond in the rough that no one else is, you know, it, it ha- has seen, and then you capitalize on it? It's the best kept secret in real estate investing. Because you know, I, I speak all over the country, and and I, I have two pictures. I show one of a of a single family house from the 1970s. That's a that's a metal sided house, and I always ask the question: How many people think this when they th- when they think of a mobile home is this what it looks like? Mm-hmm. And about 80 percent of the people raise their hand. And then I show one of the ones that we buy that you know the like. Uh, you know, one of the things my dad did say, he came out and looked at about 15 of my properties and he said, these are built better than a lot of the track houses in Chicago. And they're beautiful. I mean, they, and that, that's why it's a secret. There's mm-hmm. just real estate investors just don't know about them. They're, uh, they're, they're giving me a third to a half the price of a single family house. 
The cash flows in, in many cases are not just more, but in some cases double. Our investor returns are much better than single family turnkeys for the most part. And so it's, it's uh, because currently what we do is we buy the homes, we fix them up like new. That's the key, to fix them up like new, to have deferred maintenance down the road. We want tenants to be able to walk into them and say, man, I love this. If they, lo if they like the neighborhood, the floor plan, they're in. There's no, no excuse for them not to buy it. New air conditioning, new, new appliances, new carpet paint, everything's new, right? Mm -hmm. One of the things I found out that I was pleasantly surprised about was, was that a lot of times people prefer our, prod our, our house versus the single family houses. And for, two, for a couple reasons. Better price, more square footage for the dollar, more land, like our properties are usually on a half an acre to an acre track of land. They're, they're, they're out usually in, in the suburbs, which better school districts. And so we get great quality tenants. To kind of go back over the differentiator between what you do and a lot of other investors do is that you buy mobile homes on land. And Correct. so you're looking for a home uh, not just a, a, you know, a, a mobile home that's inside of a park that's Correct. renting a lot. Big difference, They're actually yes. sitting on a, on a piece of land. They're tied into it with a foundation um, or whatever the necessary means is to make sure that they can get FHA financing. And, and so these people are not just getting a, a decent home, they're also oftentimes getting land. We walked yesterday and the, the one was on an acre and a half. Yeah. Huge, huge lot. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's, a, that's very enticing for, us, for a, a small family or a new family or you know, even, even elderly because they're all one level. I mean, you think about just the, how, how applicable these properties are to society. Absolutely. You know, it, it, gives, it gives the kids a place to play you know, big yard to play in. You've got storage. You've got you've got storage room back there. People, if they got boats. They got stuff. They can put it on there. There's some people have horses. Some people want you know have 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 livestock on there too. So, um, yeah, a lot of you know having having the land is a, is a big plus. And I always I always get asked this question. Well, don't mobile homes depreciate? And I always answer it yes and no. If it's a personal property mobile home, they absolutely depreciate, just like a car, mm -hmm. just like a car. If it's a real property mobile home, no, they appreciate. They go up and down with the market. You know, case in point, in, in properties in, that we bought in 2012 have more than doubled now. Matter of fact, the property we looked at yesterday, you know, uh, you know, a property like that would have went for around sixty thousand dollars back in back in 2000 in 2000, 2010, and now it's 135 thousand. Wow. Why? Because single-family homes have gone from 150 to 300 now. So there's there's always it'll go up and down with the market, and sure. you see tremendous appreciation. And um, so so tell me tell me about your childhood. Like tell me like what it was like. I knew you grew up in Chicago. Right. You know I knew you you, you have a very similar upbringing as I did. Mm -hmm. And uh, so just talk to me about your childhood. You know I had I had a, had a great mom and great mom and great dad. Parents that loved me. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, I lost my mom to cancer when she was only 54 years old. That was that was unfortunate. But uh, she was a great mom. Uh, my dad was a mason contractor, and the the good thing was uh, he. He was, he was a really good role model for being an entrepreneur and working hard. He had a great work ethic. He got up early in the morning. I remember getting up at, you know, I, I've always gotten up early myself, but he was already up doing blueprints early in the morning and, and, and he, worked, he, worked, he worked his butt off. You know, he, he also gave me the entrepreneurial bug, right? Because I remember driving around Chicago one time and he said, you know, see all these, these businesses here? You can own one if you work your butt off. And you said, you made this statement. You said your dad told you, you can own a business if you work your butt off. Um, and it's true, but what what have you learned? I mean, so you know, I know you work super hard, but you know, at some point, you don't want to get up every morning no. at the 
crack of dawn and work till dusk just to build a business. So what have you learned? There were a lot of years I worked 50, 60, 70 hours a week. And, uh, and really when I was younger, I kind of liked it. Someone, someone put the book, The E-Myth, in my, in my hands. And when I, I read that book, I put it down and I said, okay, I'm gonna read that again. I read it again and then I, I, it dawned on me, I go, I've been doing business wrong this whole time. <laughs> and you know, and another guy basically, you know, in mastermind groups that I'm in and so forth just said, you know, it's not that, it's not that complicated. You know, take out a piece of paper. What are you good at? What do you like? What are you not good at? What don't you like? And delegate that stuff, dummy. And, and it really was, it, 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 uh, I go, why didn't I know this earlier? And, and that's what, from that point forward, I surrounded myself with people uh, who were who great at what I'm not good at. And boy, things have worked out better. And, and uh, you know, I get to do what I love to do. And uh, that's, that, like I said, I wish I learned that when I was in my 20s. I wish, sure. I wish I knew that when I was younger. In the industry, when I ask people about mobile homes, uh, your name comes up every time. You have definitely become the go-to person in the mobile home investment space. Um, Thanks, that's humbling. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're, you're a very humble guy, yeah. and, and it's not something that you, I've ever heard you say. No. But you've been in it for a long time. But it, it's interesting to me because there are lots of other people that invest in mobile homes. You went from a Clayton, you know, home manufacturer, you know, to a, an actual place where you sold them to seeing this niche, to building all these investors, buying them for yourself, providing it for other investors as a product. Um, how did you get to scale? You know, there's five phases of business. The five phases of business are startup, perseverance, profit, scale, and then succession. You, you know, slog through the mud like a lot of investors and real estate investors do, but how did you, how did you get to the status you are, the size you are? Did you use a business operating system? Was there something that you implemented in your life or in your uh, business that really helped you get there? Yeah, and I'm gonna start with this. Um, you know, as a Christian, I heard a guy come to our church and say, you know, is God the CEO of your life? Is he really the CEO of your life, your business? Your, your, do you really give him top? And I was like, I said, no, not really. And, and that stuck with me. And so I put in my morning, my morning goals, my morning, I, I've, got, I've got a set of, it's called God goals that I, I, I just, you know, ask for. And every morning I ask God, I say, you know, you are the CEO of my life. You're the CEO of this business. Lead me, guide me, direct me today. I'm going to trust that you'll put your feelings in me. And I, I believe it's very biblical. If we sure. ask, he will. And he did. And from that point forward, I started making better decisions. I really did, and, and, and opportunity came. Um, I learned when I was younger, I, I, I had a fair amount of success and, and made the money and everything, and money's not, money doesn't buy you happiness, right? Sure. It, it, that, that's, it's nice, I'd rather make it than not make it, but it's, it doesn't buy you happiness, right? But I, I was looking for more, right? And so, uh, and, and yes, the answer to your question is there were two books, the, the E-Myth, like I said, that book, that book was a game changer for me. And then Traction, the EOS system was a game changer too. And, and then I read the book Rocket Fuel. This was, this was another one that was a game changer for me too because it talked about visionaries and integrators, right? Everyth it's everything that it said a visionary is and likes, I go, I was, yeah, yeah, that's me, that's me. And everything a visionary doesn't like, they, it's like, this is what they don't like. I go, yeah, that's me too. So I go, okay, I'm a visionary. And then I was just, I was so blessed because Melissa Hamaker, who's my, who's my integrator, God, put, God put, put us together in our life. She's the perfect integrator. She's awesome. She's great at, so that, that allowed me to, to take my God-given abilities and, and to, to, to do what I was supposed to do and then 
you know, I work on the business now, not in the business, because I just have such, because of her and I just have an awesome team. That's and so, awesome. so that's given us the ability to scale and, 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 and grow wisely. So you implement this business operating system and find the right people. That's the key. Um, and then really, then it's about letting go, right? Then it's about, then it's about, okay, you've worked on and in your business for, since the start of it. And then it's trust, right? So, so talk to me about your people. I mean, you, you value, it's obvious to me that you value the people that work for you um, and that you put an immense amount of trust in them. I do. Is it the people? Is it the fact that you have a system and a process that everybody adheres to and a company code and culture? Like, talk to me about how those things work together. You know, and I, I always say this, and I, and I, you know, it's gonna sound funny when I say it, but it's so true. It started out with every everybody that I hired and replaced myself with. When, when obviously, when it comes to bookkeeping and accounting, that was easy. Okay, that was I, I was no good at that. Mm -hmm. But even acquisitions, like I thought I was, I thought, man, I can't let go of acquisitions. Everyone I hired was better than me. Hmm. I mean, it was it was it was kind of crazy. Now then, letting go of control—that's that's a that's a whole other thing. That's a hard thing at first, right? And and I've heard this said I've heard this said by many people you know, in 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 my life that. Your team makes you look better than you are, or makes you look worse than you are, mm -hmm. and there's no truer statement. You know, I, I I tell my team all the time, thank you guys. You guys make me look a lot better than I am, mm -hmm. and I really appreciate that. Yeah. So, lots of ingredients go into making a successful company, propelling you and your company to one of the biggest in the industry. Um, what drives you? You know, that, that's a, another component. I mean, what what is the driving force behind you? Are you are you know many people I've asked will say, you know, I want to make my dad proud. I want to make God proud. I want to make my spouse proud. Like, what, what is it that drives Glenn? Well, okay, I'm going to answer it this way. We want to bring glory to God in everything we do. That's, that's number one, okay? That we say that that's just our mantra. I say that when I speak. I say that at team meetings, everything else. We want to bring glory to God in everything that we do. Another huge book in my life was The Purpose Driven Life. Mm -hmm. Someone gave me that book about 20 years ago. And, and when I read that book, because I used to feel guilty because I just love business. You know, I used to think, well, man, should I be at the church, you know, in the nursery, or should I be doing other stuff, whatever? And I, the Purpose Driven Life was, was, was another game changer for me because it made me realize this is the way that God made me. And, and, and growing a business, having fun, um, you know, we, we provide, you know, I look at it that we, you know, I have the opportunity to keep hiring people, mm -hmm. okay? change their lives, help more investors change their lives, help tenants change their lives, and bring glory to God while we're doing it. And so, yeah, I feel like I'm in my, I'm, I'm, I'm where I'm supposed to be. I'm doing what I was, what I, what I was called to do. And that, yeah, that, that's what drives me. That's why, that's why, and, and, you know, I could honestly say, I get up in the morning and I go, yes, I get to go to work today. Mm -hmm. Man, I'm, ex I'm excited. I can't wait to get to the office because, you know, it's, it's fun, right? Mm -hmm. I got a great team that takes care of all the gory details and all the other stuff, <laughs> and I can work on the big picture stuff, which, sure. which is fun for me. So. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, um, I've grown a lot of businesses in my career. Yes, and you have. when I grow them now, the older I get, the more I start thinking about the things that you and I have talked about. Um, you know, and a titan is not just someone who grows businesses. A titan to me is someone who changes industry, who changes the way people think about it. You've talked about how you want 
a legacy of changing how people think about mobile homes, whether they're investing in them or living in them. Um, but I think as I get older, I ask this question to myself a lot. You know, no matter what business I'm involved in, it's like I'm looking 10 years down the road past when Eddie's dead and gone, and I'm asking myself this question, what do I want them to say about me? What, what do you want them to say about Glenn? He was, he was a good, honest man that loved God and loved people. You know, he, and, and, and he, he, he tried to do the right thing. And yeah, I, I hope that, that, that I'll be remembered as a guy that made a difference for the industry, made it become more mainstream, helped mm -hmm. make it become more mainstream. And I thank you that I've, you know, you've given me a platform with Think Realty, a, a American Association of Private Lenders, and, and also going to Washington. I, 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 pre, I appreciate that, and, and I told you I'm gonna write a book on this, you know, Is God the CEO of Your Life? Because that was the total game changer for me when I get up every morning and I say, you are the CEO of my life and of my business, lead me, guide me, direct me today, and he does. And so that's what, I'm, that, that's what I hope I'm remembered for. I think you're, you're well on your way, uh, because if I had to describe you today, how you describe what you want to be, I already see you as that. And I know that the oh. people around you already feel that about you. And I would add one more thing to that. And that is, I, I've never seen someone give at the level that you give. Um, you know, I watch you in masterminds. I watch you as young people, young investors come up and approach you. You never say, well, I'll charge you a consulting fee or, you know, you, it's always, well, let me tell you, let me explain to you. You know, like I know you've opened up your office to people. You've, op you've taken people on tours of mobile homes. You've, you know, I know that that's a big part of your life. And so I would say that the one thing uh, that I would would say about you is, is an extreme giver, someone who just yeah. loves people enough that you're going to give uh, without expectation return. Yeah. You know, and Thank you very much. To that, me, that's a huge thing. That means a lot to me, and, and I, want to, I want to say this too. I, really, I do I want to say this. Um, I can't tell you how much respect I have for you. You know, you, you've had tremendous, tremendous success at a very young age, and, and you're always so humble and graceful, and, and yes, you, I, I, I think the exact same thing about you, and I, you. I, 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 I appreciate that in you. I really do. Yeah. Thanks for the interview today. I really appreciate it. Thanks for allowing us to come into your world and tell, tell the world about your story. Thanks, uh, thanks for coming. It's been an honor. It's uh, been an honor. Thank you for coming, seriously. Greatness is not a matter of chance, it's a matter of choice. Glenn Stromberg has shown us with the right people, the right priorities, and the right business operating system that if you have enough tenacity, you can have a successful business. He's also proven that nice guys don't have to finish last, as he is in first place when it comes to mobile home real estate investing. With a product that most would overlook, Glenn has found extreme success, and that is the mark of a true titan. I'm Eddie Wilson, thanks for watching Titan Talk.